afternoon, folks. Folks. Gamble Bliss Podcast. Podcast. This is GMAC, my co-host Winnie. Worked together for 15 years. Coached football together for 15 years. 15 years. Now we're two big fat fucks. <laughs> guy rules. Whatever fat guys talk about. Sports. The top five games. Wrestling. Movie review. Interview podcast. podcast. We're battling ourselves yeah. with this. This whole podcast. Podcast. You were our first Tom Great. Tom Great. Tom Great. Take a deep. Take a deep. This is the Outlaw Blitz podcast. Guest. Guest. G Mac and Winnie coming at you with episode number fourteen of the Outlaw Blitz. Uno Quattro. Good afternoon. Yeah, so uh sports world it's it's calming down for us real fucking quick. <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh we can just move on. I mean Yeah, I mean do about. we really need to talk about the Jets or the Cowboys at this point? Maybe because they're fighting over Ch- Ch- uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence probably doesn't want to go to the Jets. I think he's been vocal about it. So I don't think he wants to go to the fucking Cowboys either. Cowboys have a new starting quarterback this week. Uh, is Garrett, Cooper- Garrett Gilbert. Oh, really? I, I don't even know who the guy is. I thought they were going to let Cooper Rush start because he yeah. was like in the system behind Dak last year. Yeah, Gilbert. Uh, Garrett Gilbert was the leading passer in the AAF. Oh, all right. Before it went under. Hey, listen. You take a shot. So. The Danucci kid... That's that's a hard thing. You're coming from James Madison College, and then you just you weren't even even on the depth chart, and then all of a sudden you're a starter. You got to understand that's it's that's that's not easy to do. The game speed is tremendously different. That must have been a McCarthy decision too, because Rush was under Prescott for three years, and then he's just cut. Well, I think there's something there's some kind of deal where Danucci played for um Mike McCarthy's brother when he basketball or something years ago when he was younger and then actually ran into him at the draft in a in an elevator he's going to be playing. and he liked the kid so he just brought him along he's going to be in the California Penal League shortly who Danucci? yeah so just some random well, or, no he's going to be in the fucking Wobashaw fucking basement club with, with Mike McCarthy after he gets fired Hudson Valley <laughs> needs a quarterback next year Danucci may be available uh, I don't know about that I mean that guy. Same play calling anyway. Uh, better, better. Don't even. My bad. Yeah, I mean, way, way better. Not better than Adam Gase. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the Jets, there's, there literally is no positives. You know, and I just feel bad for Darnold, a number fourteen on the fourteenth episode. Number fourteen, and, and the Jets, there's a, that's going to be a theme as this day where the, the Jets trade away their best defensive player. For a fifth round pick. Well, what 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 defensive player would that be? Would that be one of their seventy five they drafted over the last six years? Yeah, <laughs> he was one of the lesser lesser known draft picks too. Avery Williamson was a great linebacker, and you know, good for him. He gets to go. And he try went from zero and seven to seven and zero, right? Because he went to the Steelers. He went to the Steelers, and yeah. Steve McClendon, one of their they're to probably their best defensive lineman outside of Quinn and Williams, went to Tampa last week. So these guys always get a chance to win now. Yeah, I, listen, that that's got to be like a major uplift. You go from being in the shit. That's like they're going from the do- the outhouse to the penthouse, right? Frank Gore's got to really be thinking about fuck. I should have just left last year. Yeah, uh, I th- I have a feeling he's just chasing Peyton and uh, Emmett Smith. He's uh, he's third all time. 
Yo, that's good enough. I remember him in like the late 90s, early 2000s He's a compiler of stats at this point. I mean, at this point, you're almost tarnishing your legacy. Yeah. Gaining nothing. Uh, The Jets probably on offense outside of Mekhi Becton, maybe maybe their center. Uh, I don't think they have an actual player that would start on another team. Uh, I think Darnold would start places. Oh, I won't count. Not count Darnold. I don't think anybody else. Definitely none of the wideouts that are currently playing. <laughs> is, is the Jets not the new quarterback killers of? If you want to fuck your career up, just go to the Jets as a quarterback. Yeah, uh, Sanchez was not bad. Rex Ryan ruined him. Tebow dead. Fucking who they draft from? Geno San- Smith. Geno Smith. Well, I don't even know why they took that dude. He went. He started seven zero. Was in the Heisman race. I think finished seven and seven in college. Geno Smith's gonna have a ring this year. Didn't he win last year as the backup in Kansas City? No, he's been the backup now for Russell Wilson for a couple seasons. Oh, uh, and I think Seattle's gonna gonna do some damage. That's so. Oh, speaking of that, and this is sports related. He's a number seven, which times two is 14. <clears throat> no, fuck him. He's half as good as a yes, 14. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I read an article about uh, Russell Wilson spends a million dollars a year on his body to be healthy between uh, personal trainers, uh, hyperbaric chambers, uh, chefs, uh, you know, people that massage his body. Listen, if you're going to stay in that tip top shape where your body's needs to recoup it makes sense but uh wow. other i i think conor mcgregor talked about that spending about a million dollars on his body just to be in pristine fighting shape somebody else talked about like i think the top top level guys in sport oh lebron james big time about over a million dollars keep his body in shape you gotta figure those guys don't eat they're not eating a fucking mcdonald's burger they haven't seen McDonald's since they were probably eight. That's what I'm saying. They're they're eating like Kobe beef at like fucking eight hundred dollars a fucking half an ounce. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Twenty years ago, athlete worrying about their body was like, I don't know, fifty bucks on a case of beer and a pocket pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's now it's massages and hyperbaric shit. Did didn't you do the cryo freeze shit? Oh yeah, no, cryotherapy is great, dude. The thing about that is, oh, it gets cold, dude. hundred minus one sixty. I was at. It, I mean, you're, it's who. When I say your balls are in your chest, shrinkage. Who? No, that has nothing to do. Shrunk. You feel like you ever jump in really cold water takes your breath away. Yeah. It just feels like that constantly. But when I've never felt better than when I left. They say it burns seven thousand calories in like over the day because your body reheats itself from the like reheats up from the inside, and I my joints everything that would be bothering me felt great for about three to five days. How long of a how long are you actually in the thing? Three minutes. And how much does it cost? Uh, Catskill Cryo does a good job. I think it was like forty bucks. I'm gonna try it, man. With my knees the way you know, they are. The thing is, I I've gotten gift certificates, and I just haven't gotten back since summertime. That might be somebody that wants to link up with us at least to do a, a promo code kind of deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would definitely be I'd be willing to do something like that with them. I got some other irons in the fire, and we'll talk off the air about that. Cool. The people want to work with us a little bit. Uh, we we're working on. We got some irons in the fire. We're working on some energy drinks slash coffees. So let's hold our fingers. I know our listeners. I know I could go for some energy drinks and I, coffees I half the, and as you coffee have a coffee in front way. of me. Um, yeah, and listen, if to our listeners, if you have a product, you work for somebody that 
has a product that they need pushed, give us a holler because we're looking for sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not a one-way it's not a one-way machine either. We're you know, I think what George and I have tried to put together would be a mutually beneficial package. So Yeah, I mean, listen, we know we're we're small potatoes on a world of, you know, where there's hundreds of thousands or millions of listeners. We know that but we know we're getting what we're getting. We know we're in nine countries. We know we grow every episode. We're getting more and more followers. So it, it is it is a good jump off spot for people. It is. Um, Tommy DeSico talks about the business he gets from, you know, his time here. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's it's just a matter of. And then, you know, some of our interviews were getting a little more mainstream. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, Tommy was the local guy. TJ is local, but he is also a mo- major motocross mm-hmm. racer. Then we go to a TV star in uh, Tracy Wells, who was uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Belvedere. And then we just had Eric Ferentinos, who's a traveling musician, who's like a fill-in guitarist on all kinds of bands and lives the rock star life. Now, tomorrow, we have a World Series champion. Yeah, it doesn't. How much bigger does that get? You know. So, and now we've covered TV, sports, World Series, uh, music, music, uh, the regular Joe guy. I mean, and next week we go into movies, and and me, oh yeah, then we get the movie guy. We got Buddy Repperton there from uh, yep. William Ostrander's his real name from the movie Christine, which I watched uh, over the weekend. It's been a long time. I forgot how awesome that movie actually is. And yeah. He is such a dick in the movie. Ah, it's perfect. It's a, it is great. Is he like uh, Biff? <laughs> he he was like John Travolta meets Biff in that movie, I think. You know, he looked like Travolta. Yes, with, he, with the tight t-shirt yeah. and the, and the nut-hugger jeans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what we need? We need like a, a professional chef. That would be awesome. Like Rachel, Guy Fieri or somebody. Rachel Ray, if you're listening. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, she's a local girl. She is kinda. a local girl. Sarah, I don't know if still she was. Sarah Schenectady, I think, or, or Saratoga, something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we just kind of <laughs> fucking took off from Where the were Jets. we? We were at the Jets at somehow, and we got way the fuck over here. Okay. Well, that's what, you know, it ended up better because the fucking Jets are terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, sports. Well, that, that kind of t- pulls our sports review in, though. We got an interview with a World Series champion tomorrow. We do. Uh, hit on NASCAR. Oh, NASCAR, big, big news. My boy Chase Elliott wins the race. Yeah, Cougar had no faith in him a couple weeks ago. No, none. And, and then I, said, and I sat here it. and said that, oh, Harvick's in automatically. And he didn't. And he didn't. And not for nothing, it's kind of bullshit because there was team orders to not pass somebody. There was team orders so that the guy... So this, this I don't know if you watched the race at all. I, I did catch some after I gave up on football for the day. Denny Hamlin was being passed by Eric Jones, who was his number 20 and his teammate. They come on a thing and, and on, the, on his radio, and they said, Eric, do not pass the 11. Just like that clear as day. Eric, do not pass the 11. Do not pass the 11. It couldn't have been mistaken for Eric, go ahead and pass the 11. Yeah, no, not even close. So on, on the flip side of that, just ahead of Kevin Harvick was two of his teammates. So they could have backed up to him, and he could have got two more spots. Do you see what I'm saying, the difference? Yeah. And he would have beat Hamlin into the playoffs. So they got that. I don't know why they don't just make Harvick the fifth guy into the – Like we talked about. The guy had nine air. wins, man. It's just it's Like sports. we talked about off-air. Like you said, you may, uh-huh. if he doesn't qualify through this, 
the regular season winner should get an exemption. Well, as long as you don't lay an egg in the playoffs. Yeah, and he hasn't laid an egg at all. No, he had a win in the playoffs. Yeah, he has a DNF or fucking right. finish yeah. 30th so, every week. Uh, yeah, listen. If you if you ever listen to SiriusXM, there's a guy, Dave Moody. He is such a fucking NASCAR homer. It drives me nuts. It could be like NASCAR's going to a two-wheel car, and the other side of it is going to be two square cinder blocks. Greatest fucking decision they ever made. He's just, he's that guy. He never disagrees. Whatever they do, it's like, the best. Yeah, thing. you know, like, listen. It, any company, no matter how much you love that company, if they, there's going to be times you're like, I don't. If you're being honest with yourself, you're going, I don't really know about that. I'm Something not going to sell has it to as the suck right at some point. You don't always have to sell it for the for the company. Like yeah. every once in a while, you're like, I really don't get it. This ain't the greatest thing ever, you know. But he's such a fucking homer, and he's he's kind of like the NASCAR Mike Francesa. Well, I was going to go with Michael K, but yeah, uh, Michael K. If you watch him on his regular show, it's he's a, lot a Yankee better. homer. Yeah, but you know, I know Francesa. I don't even want to get, go down that fucking road. He's so this guy's the same way. Arrogant. And he cut. Annoying. He cuts you off. He yeah. swears that never happened. It hangs up, and then a professional like crew chief or somebody will call him and be like, "That absolutely did happen," you know. And then, oh well, uh, you know, he's just he's, he's just, got. A, he, and then he's got probably got ten reasons. Yeah. On that whole uh, topic of show hosts and whatnot, I haven't listened yet. I'm interested to hear Craig Carton. Oh, he just came back this he week, right? He just came back to FAN after a, a, st- a stint, stint in prison. prison. Wasn't that over a uh, ticket something? It, he was involved. It was it was a sports a gambling. Scam? It was gambling, yeah. Well, all he's got to do is just live over to over the line in Pennsylvania right now where it's legal and then commute <laughs> into the city. Yep. And I mean, it's definitely it came at a time one of their big one of their big time hosts, Joe Benengo, has been on there for Christ probably since I was I've been listening since Pete Franklin back in 88, so I would have been 12 years old. And uh, he's been on pretty much all that time. He retired, and Carton came out and, and took a spot. Yeah, I mean, Carton was good. That, yeah, listen. What's it, so I wonder how it is with him and Boomer now. I don't know. Boomer's got Geo and are on the morning, so. Are they good together, or They're were they good. better with Cart- yeah. Carton? I like, well, Geo's good, but Boomer and Carton were kind of, it's like Mike and the Mad Dog. Yeah. Never as good separate. Yeah, as they were together. Oh, Mike and Mike in the morning. Yeah. Greeny rode the coattails of Golik, in my opinion. And then they coddled Greeny and they shipped Golik off. Golik is, where's Golik now? On TV? I think Golik might be calling football games, maybe. He might be on the NFL network. I haven't. I thought he was doing college, maybe. But yeah. either way, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just, it was one of those things. It's like, really? Then like, got, that guy had no, uh, Greeny had no substantial, he he would say shit, like, out of, not even, like, a fan that at least played the version of high school sport of that. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? He, the dweeb that got shoved in the lockers, but then would tell you who the best hitter was, even though he went 0 for Little League and 0 for Babe Ruth. Yeah, my, uh, my list of jerk-offs would be uh, Stephen A. Smith. Oh, one. that uh, fucking dude's, yeah. Double standard with that piece of shit. Jim Rome. Jim Rome. Uh, yeah, call me Chris Rome. Everett again. Yeah. <laughs> he was one of those guys that he was, again, the fucking nerd that got picked on all through high school. Yeah. But now I have the show, so I'm going to pick on you. Yeah. Until I get beat up. Yeah. And Colin Coward depends on the day. Sometimes Colin, I like him, sometimes <clears throat> I don't. So in 2003, 
2003, I lived in Tennessee, and that's where I've heard of Colin Cowherd for the first time. He was an afternoon guy on ESPN there, not here. He was like a Midwest guy. Like, I don't know. We just never had him here. The Herd. The Herd with Cal, Colin Cowherd. He was like a, maybe a 3 o'clock guy. Yeah. Uh, listen, he says some brash shit, but at least when he's wrong, he says he's wrong. And I don't mind Cowherd, but like all of them. They, Skip Bayless can't. Skip Bayless is the worst Cowboys fan there ever is. Oh, just Ask like, Troy Aikman about that guy. Troy like Aikman Chris would punch Collinsworth that guy. In the Jets. Troy Aikman would probably break Skip Bayless's jaw if he got the chance. That would be fucking awesome to watch. Be, you know why, right? No. He he wrote a whole book saying Troy Aikman was gay in the 90s. Oh, no. As, as the number one Cowboy guy, you know? Oh, wow. yeah. Inside, inside jobbed him. And Aikman hates his guts, dude. Damn. So, you know, like, why you got to be a dick just to drum up business? Yeah, just to sell Yeah, books. Troy Aikman's gay. I mean, he dated Loretta Lynn and fucking Sandra Bullock. Yeah, that's gay. Yeah. Uh, Skip, I can't stand Shannon Sharp. Don't don't mind him. The the thing about Shannon where he, he's got, t- he's just credible to all end, but he, he's another Homer guy. You know, he'll, he'll say LeBron James better than Michael Jordan. I just, he's that kind of Homer guy. Yeah. And then want to tell you why. Yo, well, Rob Gronkowski's better than you. <laughs> Dispute it. Yeah. And he'll go, oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Want to bet? Numbers don't lie, right? That's true. So, I don't know. That's host. And we're host now. And everybody's like, yeah. them fat fucks, who are they? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, right. you're right. It's That's a, you're a, you know right. what? Yeah. Hey, fuck it. I'll, I'll be controversial. Stephen A. Smith, you suck. I hate you. Yeah. Yeah, don't you, ever do you're UFC. Ar- you're don't. an arrogant piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm going off on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta Google Joe Rogan, Stephen A. Because Stephen A. Smith starts talking shit about Cowboy Cerrone when McGregor fought him. Yeah. Oh, this guy's the bigger man, blah, blah, blah. Just out of his fucking head talking shit. And Joe Rogan's face is like... Like, it goes from like, are you out of your fucking mind to... <laughs> I think what I'm going to kill this smoking? fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, Our boy McAfee, though. Y'all, that dude's awesome. Back back in NXT making noise. Now he's got his own little stable going. That's crazy. It's fucking awesome. Uh, he, I do not like Aaron Rodgers. You know this. Yeah. And it's he's a cowboy killer, and he's a very arrogant dude. But when you get him on McAfee's show, it's fucking gold, dude. Like the shit he says. There's there's a there's a uh, my bad year is your career year. Oh yeah. There's a, there's other stuff. There's uh who's the guy on uh, ESPN? Ryan Clark, I think. Yeah, that sounds familiar. He's a he's an old Steeler guy. Yeah, he goes, I was John and John and John and in whatever a playoff game or a Super Bowl or something against Aaron Rodgers. He goes, and I was or a Sunday night game, and I was John at him. You you ain't throwing on my side of the field. You ain't blah blah blah. He goes, and right before halftime, he threw an absolute dime against me for a touchdown. He goes, hey number, I think it was twenty five. He goes, hey twenty five. That's kind of awesome. He goes, he just went. Psst. He goes, and I had nothing to say. My mouth just shut. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he does have it like that. He's probably the best thrower of the football that we've seen. Since Marino. But so much of that shit doesn't pass the eye test. He looks ug- It looks ugly. He's a goof. Dude, we've talked 20 minutes about nothing. Cool. Uh, this week being 11-4, we will not have 11-4, 11-5. We will not have... Uh, Another show until after um, Veterans Day. Yes. And I know we're going to have a Veterans Day show. 
but to honor Veterans Day, this week we are going to do the top five, um, top five war movies of our choice. We can debate it. We can just talk about them. Whatever. Uh, you forget some of these go back. I know we get slayed for some, but the some top are, five some war are movies. Some fictional, some are not. Right. Yes. Uh, do you have an honorable mention at all? I'm not going to go down that road. Uh, there, there's too many. I, I could probably name 10, and that's why. I will I will go down that road just because, uh, like, I was in the military. Like, you know, that's yeah. kind of my genre. My dad watched a lot of war movies. And I didn't even go back that far. I just went back to just some that I remember. This is always one of those things. Somebody would be like, how the fuck did you forget? And then yeah. you go, oh, shit. What did you say? One old one, the Green Beret. The Green Berets. Yeah. Um, that and you said your father. I'm thinking my grandfather's and, and shit they watched. All right. So my honorable mentions: Memphis Bell, Matthew Modine. It's a, it's I one of the most yeah. famous planes ever. Yeah. Uh, Black Hawk Down, Platoon, The Hurt Locker, Glory, The Patriot. That was. I mean, that you know, fucking far back you go. And then as uh, one of my favorite comic, one of my favorite movies ever. And it's technically a war movie, but it's not uh, because they never actually get to the war. Is uh, <laughs> is uh, Biloxi Blues? Have you ever seen Biloxi Blues? Not. Matthew Broderick, Broderick and Christopher Walken. Oh, that's that's. And they come out and and they go. Christopher Walken comes out and he says, "When I tell you, when I call your name, you say ho. Not here, not yo." I have, I've seen this scene. Yes. I think I sent it to you. Yeah. And then they go up to the Epstein. Jeff, I think the guy's name was Jeffrey Epstein. Or Jerome. I don't know. Don't, his name dude, is Epstein. Clinton's going to be here at your apartment tonight. And I'm telling Drop you, his it. name is Epstein. <laughs> and uh, and he goes, ho, ho. He goes, is there two fucking Epsteins in this, in this platoon? No. No, ho. Ho, no. It's just plain ho. <laughs> <laughs> So they were my they were my honorable mentions. If you've never seen Biloxi Blues, you gotta See, check what, it out. What stuck out in my mind as a war movie, even though it's not by by any stretch, uh, was Forrest Gump. Well, he was in a mo- He was in a war in the movie. In the movie, yes, and, and it carried through with Lieutenant Dan. Yes, and later on when he's out in the in the protests. It, well, the things the things that happened, like. Uh, War doesn't leave you, right? It never left Lieutenant Dan. It did not. Magic legs, you know? So, uh, and that and that'll be a big, I know we're sidetracking here a little bit, but that'll be a big thing, a big part of our Veterans Day roundtable. When you'll see, like a lot of these guys won't open up in a normal conversation that we know. Yeah. But when we get here and we, when you'll see how much of that stays with them. Yep. All right. So I'll, I'll start it off with number five, uh, Three Kings. Love that movie. Awesome. I movie. just was telling Dare about it. Uh, I watched it last week. Great movie. Great movie. Now, again, fictional, but during the Persian Gulf, uh, and, and very believable. <clears throat> yes. And you had Ice Cube, Mark Wahlberg, and Clooney, all not superstars at the time. No, no. Clooney, was, that was like one of maybe one of his first movie crossovers, I would believe. Yeah. I mean, Ice Cube's done stuff here and there. Uh, but to have yeah all three of those guys in one movie was right. Like awesome. Wahlberg wasn't the superstar yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. You know, what I mean, they were all on their way. They weren't like, you know, the guy. What's uh, the the one scene that sticks out in that movie is when he has to use he uses the um, 
as the, the bleed off. The needle as the bleed off. Yep. Yeah. When he's got the air, the air pressure building up in yeah. his lungs. Yeah. And that was the first internal shot I've ever seen of somebody where it went through and nicked his liver or whatever and yep. the bile came out or whatever. Uh, this one is a real movie. Uh, Lone Survivor. And the only reason it's this far down is uh, the book, you know, for 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 Hollywood purposes, they kind of shorten stuff or alter stuff. The book was so much better. Uh, Marcus Luttrell, great story, lone survivor. Uh, saw that movie on a veterans-only screening. Really? And uh, a bunch of the same guys that'll be at the round table, and everybody came out of there a mess. Everybody. I mean, it, you, it was grown men. It was the most silent end of a movie I've ever seen. Phenomenal movie. The biggest thing, biggest takeaway in that movie is if you watch every other war movie, it's a pop, 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 pop. Every gun sounds the same. In that movie, every gun, you know who's shooting what. Every gun's different. It's like the the amazing sound. If you have a sound bar or something like that, it's it's amazing. Uh, great movie, true story. Marcus Luttrell and uh, Operation Red Wing. Great, great movie. Okay. My number four, you were here when I watched it. I left the movie theater fucking traumatized. <laughs> Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker, yeah. Shell-shocked. Yeah. Uh, it was so graphic. And yeah. And for me, I've never seen a war movie like that. And Well, the... the We went with your ex. The, real, ex the actually, realities of war. Yeah. You know, that's where they're fist-fighting. Yeah. And then you're out there, and, and then how when they come home, the silence is deafening because you're on such adrenaline rush every day. Uh, amazing movie. Amazing movie. My number four, Braveheart. Loved it. You know, uh, I asked, is Braveheart a war movie? Technically, it is. It is. It, it really is. Uh, and this is, yes, it's an older war movie, but this is how we got to where we are being civilized today. It's true. You know, uh, the word fuck, fornication under the consent of the king, where they would come in and they would just bang your girl and then say, okay, you can have her now. You know, uh, that pretty much started a war. William Wallace fucked some people up. That's what's up. Uh, that was my number four. My number three, <clears throat> Saving Private Ryan. Wow, I'm surprised it's that far down. Uh, great war movie. Uh, one of those, that opening sequence on the beach is... Something you'll never forget. And people that lived it said it's probably one of the realist uh, sequences. And again, the thing that they put in your mind is you have seven soldiers sacrificing what could be their own lives and safety for, for the sake of one. Right, because his, he was the last lone brother out of the three. Uh, my number three, uh, 1917. I, I'm dying to see it. I know it just came out last year. I haven't seen it. It's shot in like a single, single yes, shot. Like it's, it's done amazing. From beginning to end. And yep. There's no. It's one. Tra it's one trail. Uh, amazing, amazing. Like storytelling visually. People said they left that movie physically tired. Yes. Because of the way it's filmed. Yeah. Yep. It's uh. It's one of those crazy. Crazy good, and the the better technology gets, uh, and you'll know the part I'm talking about when you. It's just one of these things where you're like, "Is that guy? Holy shit, he is!" And then you go, "Wow, it's and and people will know what I'm talking about uh, right after the the plane goes over the farm." Uh, great movie though. Number two, The Patriot. Great movie. Loved that movie. Yo, don't make me get involved. 
Then they kill his son. Kill my, and and okay. now I'm killing everyone. Now I'm involved. Excellent, excellent movie. That and The Patriot, to me, always went hand in hand. That is, you, the, I'm sorry, that in um, Braveheart. Yes. Always always went hand in hand. Well, was that with the Scottish version or the, or exactly. the American version? Yeah. But an outstanding movie. And Heath Ledger's, I think, probably his first big role. Yeah. Yeah. As uh, his son there. Yeah. Uh, number two, but my, my fa- this is my favorite war movie, war ish movie. Uh, for, I don't know why, but it is Behind Enemy Lines. <clears throat> don't believe I've seen it. Owen Wilson's it's a pilot. Old, okay, yeah. it's an older movie. Owen Wilson's a pilot, and he goes over and he finds a mass. They're just flying, and they kind of go off mission just a little bit, and they take pictures of a uh, mass burial that's being hidden by like one of these foreign countries over there, and uh, they shoot shoot his plane down behind enemy lines, and Gene Hackman's the admiral. And Owen Wilson's kind of a fuck off. He's like, I'm getting out. I'm getting out of the Navy or whatever. And he's just, you know, he's kind of in his last days of uh, enlistment. And uh, now he's got to survive to get it's to me. It's just one of these good movies because it's as as infeasible as as these things can be. uh, You know, it's also it could happen that direction. You know, Uh, before I say the number one, there are two movies that I wish I could have put on the list, but they're. They're military movies, but not war movies. That's why I didn't choose them. Um, a few good men. Yeah, great. Military it wasn't really movie, a yeah, it was not a, military a war movie. movie, right? Yep. And then, uh, what was the one with Cuba Gooding and, and De Niro? Uh, Men of Honor. Men of Honor, another outstanding. The, where he's the diver. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Great Uncle movie. Gay. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, this movie to me. Is iconic from our generation. Uh, Full Metal Jacket's my number one. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, Full Metal Jacket, I like it. Uh, it's one of those movies I've seen probably two or three times, and I've seen it enough to never see it again. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> if it, everybody had this mentality, you're going to go in and get screamed at by like a gunny sergeant like that. Like, you know, let me see your war. You ever seen the Donald Duck version? <laughs> no. <laughs> Arlie Ermey does make the movie. The thing that stuck out to me the most was how much that movie is actually two movies. Yes. Until uh, until Private boot, Pile boot, boot off camp himself. until Pile off himself, and then, and then the, the rest of the movie, the which Vietnam, is war. Yeah. Yes. And 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 the there's stuff like that. Um uh those movies Soul that Soul Brother to Boku. Yeah. Those <laughs> those movies that give you the like the raw uncensored war stuff yeah. are the ones that stand out in your head. And that's why Saving Private Ryan was my number one. Because that is what it was like. Like you see a little girl who was Vin Diesel in like his first ever big role. Yeah, and not even a big role. That was just like he was an also there guy. Uh, he was part of the main group. Ed Burns, I think, was in part of that group. Yes, and uh, uh, Barry Pepper, who played that's right, played Roger Maris. Matt Roger Maris. Yep. So he was in that group. Uh, so you look at that and you're like, uh. uh this is movies. I, there's one other thing. Uh, I'll sidetrack for one second. Uh, oh, fuck. Band of Brothers was the best show. military show I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, like you said before, that's when you're out there fighting. Of course, somewhere in your brain, you're fighting to stay alive. But I'm fighting to keep you alive. That's the mentality. 
Do you know what I mean? And you're fighting to keep me alive. You don't want to let me down. I don't want to let your parents down. I don't want to let your kids down. That's what you fight for. Because you can't be out there fighting for yourself. It doesn't work that way. You know, because that's that's like playing bad at a sport it's for a yourself. No, you got to play for the team. Yeah. So uh, that's 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 what Saving Private Ryan really was, and it was like the first full kind of sequential movie. You you roll in with them on the boats. You watch them take the beach. Epic. And then just all of a sudden, how they're walking through a pit, you know, like, and there's people firing on them just there. Yeah. You know, so great great movie. Uh, Definitely, this is one of them things that hits home this time of year. So many people just dial it in like Veterans Day is another day. Yeah. No, thank a veteran because we have what we have because of veterans. One yep. a movie I saw after I got done making the list, um, I guess maybe it would be an honorable mention, but it was a great movie in its own. Patton. Yes, Patton, Patton was, was awesome a very movie. good movie. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good war movies out there. Uh, there's one currently on Netflix called The Outpost. You want to get a good idea of what our military goes through. They're in an out. It's and it's a true story. They're in an outpost in the Afghan mountains, and the guy gets there. the The crew gets there, and on like day one, they take like I think they use the actual camcorder footage from the guy. Really? How they're surrounded, three sixty by mountains. Wow. They're like, aren't we supposed to be on top of the mountain? Like, why would we be? in the mountain because now you're just and needless to say the outpost it's a factual thing gets surrounded the other thing that i had seen or i can't remember the name of the movie you might have actually been there for the conversation matt had told me a while ago to watch this movie and i cannot remember the name but the premise was a soldier had to guard a body from being returned from war Back to the United States, across the country, to the funeral home. Yeah. And I can't think of that name, was I've seen that movie. And yeah. holy shit, if you don't get choked up in that movie. Oh, yeah. It's it's kind of like the long ride home or something like that. It's something, something very similar to that, yeah. the name of But it was like, people do that. Yeah. And, and you don't, you feel for the person, obviously, in the casket, but the person that, that's still my brother. Or the wife, the mother, the or sister, dead or alive, yeah. and I'm making sure I'm getting him back to his family. Yeah. So, again, like you said, thank a veteran. Yeah, and then and and we have a culture that I want to get off the fucking plane now. Yo, you're gonna hold on a minute because they're gonna take the remains of a soldier off the plane. Oh, and then you get people pissing moaning, and you get the, that's the problem with this youth today. They don't respect what it takes to keep this shit from going sideways yeah. you know do you know do we belong in some of this stuff that we go to no that will bring that up in a veterans day thing but have some respect for the people that put their lives out there for you that's just it you know they're making 600 bucks a month yeah you think that's a lot they don't nobody gets rich being in the military that, that doesn't happen yeah. you know uh while you're sitting in your college at sixty four thousand dollars a year they're over there making six hundred bucks in a fucking sand pit. Yeah, and not to mention you get done your four or six years in college, and you should have nothing but good memories. And I can guarantee you, a veteran does not have all good memories. No, no, because even even in the best of times, and what and and people, the guy we'll talk to the guys who've seen some 
severe action. Yeah. Uh, you embrace the suck. That's what they call it. And the best of times are probably in the wildest of moments because you don't think about it when, when you're in that mode, right? Things are going and you don't realize like somebody's shooting at you and you're just standing there calm. Ping, ping, ping. You know, it's now to think about it outside of the, you're like, holy shit, I could have died about 8 million times. But that's not, that's not your mindset while you're there. No, no. And, and then, but that, these guys got to live with that. Yeah. And then if they, if, when they took lives or what have you. I'm anxious to hear stories um, at the same time. As fun as it can be. It could, you got to understand, yeah. it could turn sideways. And that's one of those ones. I'm just going to tell you, like, friend to friend, you don't, this isn't something that you fucking gussy up and, and try to make funny. No, no, no. There's certain points, like, you're going to have fun, but you'll know, you'll know. Matt and I, Matt and, I, and I'm, t- I'm talking about Matt, you understand, <clears throat> yeah. have had talks and we've discussed stuff, but out of respect for what he's done and been through, I only go. My questions terminate at a certain spot. No, 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 no. I know. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say to you is we'll be here. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. Dick, you know, dick and fart jokes or whatever. And then all of a sudden you'll feel, and I mean, you'll feel it. The mood at the table will change. And it's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. And that, and there would be conversations I had when I was, you're in the army, you're doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then er, things change. Like you just know. Yeah. There's a feeling that goes around. So no matter what we do. We support our veterans on this show. Hell we yes. support we support any hardworking blue collar guy. You know that that's what we are. We're hardworking blue collar guys. But our veterans paved the way for everybody here, for us to have a job, for you to go to college, for your freedom of speech. Yep. You know, so we always support that. Uh, that was our top five movies and. <laughs> We're we're just tangenting out. This is kind of like a. We are on the fucking pulpits today, man. Yeah, man. We're just good. We're just rolling. Uh, you want to do door one or door two now? Uh, you want me want to do want to do five crazy just to break up the seriousness? Then we'll do door one or door two. Sure. Go to trivia. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. So five crazy questions is rolling right now. So number one. Oh boy. (laughs) For five thousand dollars. Would you try sounding? What's that? It's when they stuff a metal rod down your penis and then they ting the end of the metal rod. What's it do for you? It's supposed to be sexual. For five grand? It's a giant metal rod. How 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 thick is it? Loop together about six coat hangers. Oh fuck! Nope, I'm good. It's smooth. That doesn't. I don't know. That that, that there's nothing that seems a. But once they get it down in there, I don't think they so. They grab a hold of your fucking horn and they and they hit the end with a fucking More like a tuning like a fork? triangle, like, like a, a tuning, tuning fork. Yeah. <laughs> and it's supposed to do something. So for five grand, yes or no? No, if it was, I don't know, man. If there was a way to not feel the pain of it going in, yes, definitely yes. But if if I got to, no, you're, you're enduring it one way or another. Is it like as thick as that straw? Easily, no. Some nope. some of them are like um, spiraled like a screw. So they're actually literally turning it as they insert it. Yeah, no, I'm good. All right. I'm good. That, <laughs> how, how's that not ruin the pipe? I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, Jer- Pull out like a bicycle? What the you hell? Can, this quest, you can thank Jeremy Hat for this one. Why? He knew it? 
he he told brought, you about it. He made certain people at a certain place watch videos of sounding the other day. Oh boy, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, if you could make extra income by harvesting one of your kidneys, would you? Uh, no, and I don't give a fuck about money. In case my kids need it at some point in their life, I'm keeping them. Okay. My dad needed one, and he asked me one time, and I told him no, and I feel like a dick about it. But I owe. Were I said, you a match? I I didn't. I wouldn't even go. He's like, well, would he? He asked, and I was like, I'm like, I looked at it in a really dick clinical way. I'm like, well, you're like 71 years old or something. Yeah. And I, if my kids ever need it, you would think you'd match. So what happens if now? It runs in the family, and now I don't have one. Well, were you the same blood type, do you know? I don't even know, dude. It never got to that point. He he was, like, taking him back, like, and I and I would be if one of my kids said it to me. But if they said, no, Dad, like, I need to make sure. You know, it wasn't like he was 55 and I was 20. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would have probably then. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, yeah, I guess you can look at it from the aspect of if you're talking of, you know, 30 or 40 more years of life. Right, yeah. versus maybe five. Or 10, if you're lucky. Yeah. So that's a no. no yeah. No harvesting. No. Nope. Uh, if you could time travel back in time one time, but it would age you 15 years, would you do it? Coming back, it would age me 15 yeah. years? You return, it'd be, you would be aged 15 years. Man, that's a deep question, bro. No. Nope. Because you got to figure where we are in our life, uh, we come back, we're going to be in our 60s pretty much, pretty much, right around 60s. And would it be worth it? Because you have to be guaranteed going say, back and altering the future well, that's in what a I'm good saying. way. Yeah, but that's my point. Where do you go back to? Because if you go back to when you're a kid and knowing what you know now and tell yourself, listen, do this, this, and this, yeah. you come back, your kids aren't your kids. Yeah. Because you ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying? You, you change your life. Right. And that's that was the second part of the question, actually, is if you said yes, then where were you going to go and what were you going to right. do? Because it better be, like you said, it better be pretty fucking important right. if you're willing to sacrifice 15 years. Yeah. Now, you know, that's that's it. I thought of that one by myself. The I, first I, I two know. I knew hat helped with now. Uh, no, the, the, no, just the first one. All just, right. Just the sounding. Uh, number four. I didn't even know what the fuck sounding was. <laughs> But you know Hat would know what it oh, is. Oh, definitely he would know. He would be a wild dude to have on here. I think, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think he said he would try sounding. Oh, I'm sure he would. Would you rather? I don't know if they got a long enough tuning fork, though. That's, yeah. <laughs> you you got to get something off the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather swim 300 yards through shit or dead bodies? Uh, whew. Yeah, I'd have to do shit. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'd have to do shit. At some point, I think the smell would kind of go away. But dead bodies, I think that would haunt me forever. Shit would haunt me forever, don't get me wrong. But not in the way that dead bodies You're not going to... Yeah, the nightmare you would have about shit would be totally different than the fucking dead faces looking at you. Yeah, I could never be a rescue diver for that reason. No. Like, you're, you're down there and then all of a sudden... that. Anything that has to do with like uh, commercials or anything that has to do with like something happening to children, I can't do. I cannot. I cannot sacrifice. Like when you see a kid that's sick or or 
a, some kid that thought, I can't do it. No. No, there was a, a thing like, a couple of years ago, and I, know, I think friends of ours had to respond. It was a river rafting. The, yeah. And there was a child, and it was not a good situation. No. And that's I. That's why like I give EMTs and fire, fire departments, people that go and respond to fucking accidents like that. Right. All the credit in the world, because I know I couldn't handle that. Right. Yep. Number five. Would you rather reverse, be able to reverse one decision you make every day or be able to stop time for 10 seconds every day? So if you make a decision, I, you fuck it up, you can reverse it. I'm usually pretty good about I make a fucked up decision and I stick with it. Like I'm like, hey, I just, I own it. Uh, stopping time, I don't know. I That's a good question, dude, because there's... <clears throat> I'm going to stop time only because you can stop time and shit's frozen. You could run up to somebody and absolutely blast them <laughs> and in the go nuts. back and I go back yeah. and be like, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, like the one movie where the dude farted in Hasselhoff's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I took, yeah. Um, <laughs> I take shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a hard one. Like because of what you said in, in a day, like if I could go back in time and stop time, you know what I mean, just for ten seconds. Like if you could, if you could re-enter parts of your past for ten seconds at a clip, would you? Like and it's paused. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like there's days I would definitely want to stop time and enjoy it a little bit longer. Uh, you run up and sample a little cooter. No, I'm thinking more like good moments, like to go back and see your kids be born again and like freeze it because you know that's stuff you can't go. You can't go back. That's. That's part of my rabbit hole this week, actually. I, I will stop time. Oh, yeah, the ten seconds. Yeah, I'll cool. stop time. Yeah, but it's once a day. Yeah. You want to do uh, door one or door two now? We'll do it. All right, you'll do it now. We'll do it now. All right. You sure about this? I mean, the gummy bear everybody was cracking up about. We're so. sixty-eight minutes into the show. No, we're not. We're forty-five though. I know. Um, I'm gonna. St- I'm. I've been a door two guy for. No, you've been a door one. I've guy. been a door one guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually have. I'm gonna go door two, door two today. Door two. Door number two is. <laughs> you said this in one of our earlier episodes. It is bread in a can. <laughs> nice. I don't. I don't know if you heat this up or anything. Uh, no. Oh, maybe. You probably on high for a minute and a half. You gotta get it out of that can first, though. It's gonna be like sliding the tuning fork out of the hat's cock. <laughs> you gotta run the tuning fork around the edge of the can. Yeah, yeah hat would need like a, a fucking a fucking shaft off a driver. Yeah. Forty inch. <laughs> How's Ron Jesus been this week? Ron Jesus had oh dude, Ron Jesus is full of fucking flames this week. Oh boy, he's tight right now over this bullshit that's going on on TV. <laughs> Very interesting that I haven't been on this website in forever. Uh, class of '94 from uh, classmates.com. And I just got a random email out of nowhere saying I have a new picture, but I have I don't see it anywhere, so 
God damn it. Did you take uh you take both ends off? It's probably easier to to push out if you take both ends off. How does it smell? Like, uh, like pumpernickel bread, maybe? I like pumpernickel. I like a pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. Yeah, I hope... Uh, how many... What are we up to guest-wise for the round table? Uh, well, it fluctuates, because, like, one of the guys couldn't, couldn't come, right? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Burke can't attend. After he sponsored the damn thing. Yep. That's that Scott. He's a good dude, and uh, he wants the show to go on with or without. He's got something going on, and uh, I told him we'd be sure to get him down the line at some point for sure. Ah, we'll have to throw him some swag. We could. I got to talk to our, our swag our swag developer. We may, we should, We could potentially work out a deal and get start getting some merch put out there. So, was it a ball? Was it a ball hammock, or was it a fucking? I'm, I said, like I said in the post, I'll never tell. All right, dude. I tried putting on my nuts, didn't fit. <laughs> it's a mask. <laughs> that looks like a fucking giant turd. Like, it like, like an a elephant shit on. It a d- looks exactly like an elephant shit on a plate. Before we slice this, you got to get a picture of it. What is that? Is that for? Oh, oh, I gotta get a picture of this. Yeah, it it looks pretty. You gonna try it with me today? Uh, nah, nah, nah. (laughs) We need. I did the spam. Your fucking your sodium level still has not returned to a normal. No, fuck no. You look like you had actually sucked on a fucking cup of salt after eating that. Yeah. Or you had wings from where I made them. Oh, my dad, yeah. They had great dad flavor. is the only other person that can verify how fucking terrible those... They, 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 they smelled delicious. And they tasted like fucking Salt Lick, Salt Lick Dan's fucking... All right. Totally off the topic because it just came to my mind. But I'm, I've fallen in love with this phrase, and I don't know where it comes from. Salt so, Lick Dan? No. Deader than Kelsey's Nuts. And why are his nuts dead? Kelsey Grammer? By next week, I will have I the origin. Okay. By next week, I will have the origin of the phrase deader than Kelsey's nuts. <laughs> oh, it actually doesn't look bad. No, that, that's the thing with the, like, when you had dick in your mouth. Oh, when I had the dick in my mouth, I mean, it was creamy. Like, it, it, it was custardy. It did Just come. Like this. This this fucking loaf, this can, this guy's can of bread. This this fucking on the plate too. This brown this brown hog in front of us has some girth. Yeah this this uh this brown fucking can uh, Campbell soup can of cock cock cake came. In again. Right, I'm gonna skip the. I want to go for, the, for a nice middle piece. Yeah, I mean it really. It's got like a pumpernickel kind of. This is the Winnie tries weird food stuff. Uh, it may be dry as shit though, dude. <laughs> <laughs> In honor of our fucking war movies, yeah. we got bread that is as moist as sand. Yeah, it looks like it came out of an MRE can. Pretty dry. Look, it looks very dry. 
Oh, when his lips are stuck, it looks like he's from Arkansas. Now his lips don't touch when he talks. I got that. <laughs> um, it, very, very molassesy. It smelled a lot like that that uh, that spotted dick. Very molasses. Maybe like. the spotted dick went in the can, and that's why <laughs> the dick came in the can. Yeah, and that's how you got the bread. Yeah, and then the bread in the oven, the bun went in the oven. It did. Yeah. If this sat in front of me for the day, I'd it'd be eat gone. It. I'd eat it. Yeah, that's why I said it, it didn't smell bad when yeah. I opened it. But like it, these are these these this are this is something that's probably better toasted with, with butter. butter on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and, a little and, moist, but it's dense as shit. It's it's more like a like a banana bread or something. So to you that. got it a little moist, a little moist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a tip, just for a second. See if you like it. Uh, ow, ow, you're on my hair. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, again, this is like one of those dessert things. Now, D-Mac, Derek McDonald and his wife, Heather, they have option one in the door of choice. So that'll be, that'll be not this week. That'll be, that's in the loop now. They've, now we've got multiple people coming up with ideas. We had little Ava DeSico, Ronnie Gulick steps in, your son has stepped in. Uh, you already, Derek McDonald you stepping have in. this from Derek? Yeah. Um, Were they expecting? Or no, no, no. Not yet. Just in the future. Just know it's coming. All right. And this one is kind of, it's from Derek, but through Dawn DeSico in a way, because she's the one that gave me the heads up about it. I supplied one for myself. The down, Spotted Dick. Down the line. Well, the Spotted Dick, but it was a fucking like nuclear hot ramen noodle type thing. Well, that's a challenge. Well, you've been challenged. I got to see what Matty Ross that's wants to do Matty against Ross. you. You know it's going to be hot. Yeah. And Burke wanted me to drink something. He was going to make some fucking wog juice. Oh, yeah. You'll be fucked. I guess it's something that goes that they did during their fucking... Yeah. Whatever goes on on the Navy ships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I said, what's in it? And he's like, yeah, no, I can't tell you that. Yeah, it's it's all the men in the bunks. <laughs> oh, in the navy. Oh fuck! Why I was up? I forgot to grab the '80s and '90s uh thing. We're gonna go to '80s and '90s trivia now. This is gonna be for a kendo whack. Yep. Which I got a crick in my neck. I might take one anyway. Loose <laughs> that right the fuck up. It will. That it will. Uh, Try piece. Last week, last week you did well though. I did. I think you went five for five or. Three for three, at least. Uh, yeah. Was it perfect? I, I had gone, I think... Oh, I, and you have a mulligan left over from last week. I do. That's right. I got a mulligan. Because you knew the, you knew the whore's name that, <laughs> that, Hugh Grant, Brown. that Hugh Grant got caught with. Divine Brown. Divine Brown. See, not terrible. No, it's not, but... It's, it's the molasses. It tastes like smoky crack whore. <laughs> smoky crack whore. Ugh, that's terrible. Is that from the location? Or? The aftertaste is fucking awful. It's that molasses. All right. Um, the tin can. Oh, God. I haven't had shit that bad since I ate MREs. Or smoky crack. And that crack. shit was better. <laughs> or smoky crack whore. I've never had a crack whore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start me off. Uh, 80s or 90s? 90s. All right. During the 90s, which team won three World Series titles? The New York Yankees. Oh, that's a hard one. 
Now we're going to go to the that 80s. That doesn't even count. One for one. What is the more common name for bovine spongiform in... I don't fucking know. You're not going to get I this. Can I read it, or is the answer on it, too? What is the more common name for bovine spongiform encephalopathy? <laughs> there you go. Bovine spongiform encephalopathy. Motherfucker, you're going to tell me the answer, and I'm going to understand. I want to know it. Bovine sponge form encephalopathy. Three, two. What, that, what decade is that? From the eighties. Eighties. Uh, you got me. Mad cow disease. Okay, wouldn't have gotten that. All right, so one and one. It's two out of three. We're not doing four out of seven. We're doing three out of five. Normally. Or three out of five. Yeah. So one, one out of two. One out of two. Back to the 90s. What was the name of the computer known for its innovative enclosure and use of candy-colored plastics? What was the name of the computer known for its innovative enclosure and use of candy-colored plastics? The name of the computer. It was an Apple product. Uh... An iMac? Yep. Two out of three. That seemed too easy. Do you remember the original iMacs? Yeah. They were like green. And red. Red. Yep. You're going to get this. Two weeks in a row. I got to shuffle these fucking cards. sure. Who played Bruce Willis' co-star in the hit TV show Moonlighting? Sybil Shepard. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Cocksucker, man. (laughs) All right, and then you want to just do the fifth question because... Yeah, let's... Yeah. 80s or 90s, you pick now. Uh, 80s. 80s. Prick. What was the first personal computer to use graphical user interface built-in screen and mouse? Wow. Uh, huh. Is did, Does it have the number on there, too? No number. Just a name? Yep. It's got to be an Atari. No, the Macintosh computer. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay. That's where Ma- Apple's were, Macintosh. Yeah. was yeah. the Apple. <clears throat> All right, so that's 80s and 90s. Uh, trivia, you which you again? win again. No fucking Kendall stick. I still stick. have my mulligan. Damn it, the Kendall stick. <laughs> I better find like good fucking 80s and 90s trivia next time. Uh, now we are up to... Keep picking at this bread, dude. I, I don't want to smell that shit in my house. I'll, I'll bag it and take it with me. Uh, rabbit hole. You got anything for the rabbit hole? Uh, what did we, what did we say you were going, what was the GMAC throwback going to be? GMAC throwback. We've gone, we've gone pretty long today and I think we can just riff on the throwback. Yeah. Um, hold on one second. Uh, My rabbit, my initial rabbit hole, I think I want to save until next month. When it's, okay. it's a little closer to oh, definitely, yeah, because you wanted you were going to do Christmas or something. You yeah, you know what's what spurred it was sitting in where I sit to work, listening to fucking Christmas music all day now because our one local radio station has decided that it's time to play fucking Christmas songs, even though we haven't had Thanksgiving. Well, the day, yet. the day, yeah, it's always the day after Halloween. All right, so in honor, the GMAC throwback is in honor of the fourteenth episode, fourteen being my favorite number. Uh, good things that are number 14. 
starting with this episode. That's been the most loosely, like we just kind of went, we made an hour. We're at the hour mark right now. And uh, we've been all over the fucking map. And we did it solely on uh, just us riffing. Yeah. Like we don't need, we're to the point where we do not need anything in front of us. We can just make an episode. Although if I don't have shit in front of me, I don't feel prepared. So no, I know, but I think we could do a pod deck and flip it, and we're good. Yeah, like we we feed off of each other that much. Yep. Uh, number fourteen, Tony Stewart was number fourteen. Yeah, like I said, he'll to me he'll always be twenty. Um, Boston McDonald is fourteen. Yeah, yeah, that's a great fourteen. Right that's there. my favorite. That's probably my. That's favorite. my favorite fourteen. Yeah. Uh, my race cars were number fourteen. AJ Foyt was fourteen. Lou Pinello was 14. Lou Pin- a, uh, Pete Rose was 14. That's Rose the big was one. 14. Charlie Hustle. That's where 14 came from. Jerry Hayjack was 14. That, Richard, Richard Todd. Richard Todd from the Jets. Jerry Hayjack is the reason I wear 14. Really? Yep. Jerry, Jerry to me was like super cool. And we played baseball on the same team. And you know Jerry. He was a phenomenal baseball yep. player. And when he left, he handed me 14. He's like, it's yours now. So then... And then that, and then my brother-in-law Larry was number fourteen when he played football, and I looked up to them guys. So fourteen was it. There you go. Race cars come around. My dad's like, "What number you want to be? You want to be 10? Because like my birthday was ten, and I was like, "Nope, fourteen. And I've been fourteen ever and not, since. And not fourteen H. No, 14 never. S. Just fourteen. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, fourteen is a really, a really good number. Do you got a number? I know I know your number sixty, but is there a number that seems to always come up for you? What do you mean? You know, like how some people like they have a number if they, so. Superstition wise, if fourteen plays in or an addition, if things add up to fourteen, yeah, things tend to be okay for me. Everything, uh, everything that I do on a daily basis adds to fourteen. Not everything I do on a daily basis. Where we go to collect money, yeah, adds up to fourteen. Whether it be uh, pieces of uh, equipment, yeah, whether it be something I stop at every day, it all adds to fourteen. It's fucking weird. That is weird. I, or I can get to fourteen through it. Yeah, no, I can't say I have uh, anything like that. Uh, other numbers that are important to me. Uh, fuck, man. Sixty is a big one for you. Sixty is my biggest, and it's it's f- <laughs> funny where that came from and where it is now. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't give a shit. I'll tell the, the real sixty. I'll, I don't give a shit. I'll tell the story. Uh, it's it's funny. My ex wife's current boyfriend uh we went we went to high school together and playing sports i looked up to him he was a couple grades ahead of us and he wore 60 and he used to we used, he used to pick me up driving to school fucking all the time when he was a senior and i took 60 now you're sharing a different type of ride <laughs> you're fucking hey tunnel buddies you're a piece of shit are you guys eskimo brothers now we are not that's his that is solely his <laughs> My kids listen to this show, asshole. Relax. <laughs> but, uh, they would expect nothing less. That's yeah. From, that's, from me to say something like that. That's where sixty came from. Um, and yeah, I've stuck with it ever since. Uh, baseball. Uh, 
I didn't really have a number. It was whatever, it was whatever jersey the fat guy could wear. I was like twenty five. I think. Yeah, I had tons. <clears throat> I had tons of baseball numbers. Just, four, just based on what you could get. I wore fourteen on the Yankees when I was in majors. I've had eight. I've had six. Six was a big number. I think if it wasn't fourteen for a while, it would have been six. Six was a baseball number. I had quite a yeah. bit. I had eleven one year. Yeah, uh, the, the only number that matters at all to me now, because only because it's been associated so long, is six four three. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, nah. My yeah. kids, uh, Max was always like four and thirty-eight for whatever reason. Four for Brett Favre, thirty-eight. I don't can't remember. That just probably got him heat somehow. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chris was uh, sixty as well. Yeah. And I think he wore he wore sixty when he was in youth, and I think when he went up to school, I was he fifty was something? Fifty-six, I think. Yeah. Uh, what Chris cannot do, he can laugh all he wants. What Chris cannot do, oh, but he wears he wears fourteen in yeah in softball. Yeah, because when we played softball against him a few years ago, I'm like, hey, uh, at least you got a good number on your back. He wore that in little league, and he wear, and he still wears in softball. What Chris cannot so there's do, another good fourteen. Fourteen cannot field a line drive from the pitcher's mouth. <laughs> Were you there for that? <laughs> Dude, that ball went 800 miles in the air off of his noggin. Into center field. Yeah. And what a fucking lump on his head he, he had. He didn't want to come out either. Oh. We made him come out. But yeah, he yeah. took a fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing something similar, though, in Babe Ruth practice. Fucking looking up at a fly ball, shagging a fly. And I suck at, I sucked at fly balls, so I don't know why the fuck my father would ever put me in the outfield, but he did. And, uh, Look it up at a fly ball in right field and just watching the fucking thing until it hit me dead in the forehead. <laughs> at least in Prince for days. Baseball player you were not. I made all I made all stars once and it was only because I hit I hit fairly well that year. But fairly own, well. But my own father didn't vote for me. Yeah. Well he shouldn't. I hit like three thirty. Yeah. Ar- Arnie Spatafore and Tony Conopko are the reasons why I made it. Arnie was a very good coach. Yeah. Between Arnie and Joe Martin we could have a whole nother podcast. They oh. were they were people that taught me how to win. You were, and made me a better was Arnie Red Sox? Yes. And so you and you were Red Sox. Yes. So you might remember this. Arnie and my father almost came to fucking blows at the field because Well, were you fifteen? We were supposed to be scheduled for an eleven AM game and unbeknownst to us the schedule got changed to the Red Sox. So we all showed up, and my father and Arnie got in a fucking pissing match, and we ended up having to come back later that night to play instead. Were you 15 or 14? What do you mean? Because our age is different because you were, bo- you were in, after oh, August shit. 1st. Uh, I would have been... Fuck, that was John and DJ. No, because Sal was still on the team with me. Oh, so then you were 14. I, was 14. I, I think I remember that was a Saturday morning it game. It was a Saturday morning game. Ended up being like a Saturday <clears throat> evening game. And we ended up getting our fucking dicks kicked in by whoever we played because the entire team, my father's like, I don't give a fuck. The entire team came to my house and we swam <laughs> the whole day. day. Yeah, fuck the it. The whole fucking day. So we get back to the field. And, and you're just shot. Dehydrated and shot. Yeah. And it's not like today where kids just throw away games. We cared back then. Oh, yeah. Like you you wore that shit on your sleeve. Uh, it's pretty funny. I've played in some big games in... Sardis baseball history 
Uh, first ever game with a scoreboard, with an electronic scoreboard, was on Sour Field. On Memorial Day, we played, and Adam Crockett and the Braves kicked the shit out of us. Beat us by a 10-run rule. Yeah, It was like one of them weird years. The first game ever under the lights, we play the Astros. And I'm in the on-deck circle, and Chipper Merritt throws one over Don Baker's head. And I'm in the on-deck circle. Don Baker looks at him and goes, don't ever fucking throw at me again. The next pitch hits Don Baker in the head, and he charges the mound. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up charged him. Dude, I'm in the on-deck circle. I'm up next. And Chipper Merritt's just taking 25 punches from fucking Don Baker. (laughs) Who got ejected? Don Baker, and he got one game suspension. That was it? (laughs) That was it. Did Chip get thrown out? No. He beat him. Yeah, like, and it had to be on purpose. Dude, he hit him straight in the back of the helmet. Doink. <laughs> and then uh, a big Gus Sasso had to tackle him. And oh, and, and I, little Gus, you ask little Gus, you get on Facebook and ask little Gus about that. It was the first ever night game on Lorenz Field. The first game to ever put lights on and sure and shit. Yep. Don Baker gets beaned and charges the fucking mound. It's That's wild to point. think about it. I mean, even when we coach football, we've had some pretty, pretty uh, uh, big. We we played the first game ever on the Taconic Hills field. We played the first returfing of this new Deet State of uh, Deet Stadium yeah, this time. Yeah. I do have a good Don Baker story. It goes on with Barrett Diedrich, who's yeah passed on. Did, did Don soul. pass away? People, I get I conflicting I stories. I don't, I don't think so. Don was one of my favorite dudes, man. He was so cool. So in Miss Bishop's science class. <laughs> <laughs> I sat in the back row by the door. Yep. It was me on the end, Joel Lagoff, yep. Barrett Diederich, and Don Baker. And Don was just a... A, a great ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> just a wise-ass to Miss Bishop. But she was kind of super smart, but clueless at the same time. Right. So fucking Barrett has his textbook up, st- standing on end on the table. He reaches into his book bag and pulls out fucking two Budweiser's, <laughs> cracks one, slides the one over to Don, and he's got the other. And they're sitting there drinking fucking beer in science class. Oh Me and Joel God. are looking at it like, holy shit. This is above our pay grade. Yeah, by far above our pay grade. Yeah, and then they jump out the fucking window and leave Constantly. class. To- yeah. yeah. Oh. All the time. You'd see dudes, they, they put the lights down in science class, and then fucking whoop, out the window they'd go, and you'd be like, Fuck. Oh, my God. I remember the fucking band having snow up to the windows in the band room. We would fucking dive out in the snowbank all the time and then run back around the outside through those doors and back you into the band You were a band. Room. You probably blew on the tuba. I did not blow on the tuba. <laughs> you sure? You blew something. I played percussion. <laughs> oh, so you beat on someone's beat drum, on, huh? I beat on the skins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're at a, an hour and ten here. What do you want to do? You want to just keep rapping or you want to? Where are oh, we? We just fucking we totally just we went, went off this tangent from uh, this is this is the tangent episode, man. This we is just kind of went. Episode. There is no uh, dead air. Dead it's air. Not good. There's no dead air. Um, so next week we've got the roundtable coming. We got the roundtable next week. We have the interview with Mister Ed, Ed Hearn. We have Ed Hearn, 1986 World Series champion. Uh, that'll be up Saturday at midnight. That'll be up. Uh, hopefully. We're trying to get the audio better. You got to deal with us the best we can. Yep. We are not sound engineers, but we do the best we can with what we got. We're going to back off the That interview. Farentino's interview was good. It was. It was awesome. That was very good. And we're going to back off the, inter- the interview. We got to back it down a little bit. And Stroker Face is doing an excellent, excellent job for us right now. 
The problem is, is this guy, me, is burnt. I work overnights. This isn't our full-time gig. This is something we do to have a relief, like to kind of get our minds L- out of life. Shape. Life is now intersecting. Yes. With it. And, and, and I can't, I can't do three shows and you know what I mean? It's, it's just overkill right now. Yeah. It's just too much. And we got, we got to back it down a little bit. And I, I think the key to being successful <sighs> is less is more sometimes. Keep, yeah. You want to keep them wanting more. We've got a lot of content out there right now. So, once we get near the holiday, we're going to back it off and then start again in the new year with season That'll be two. season two, yeah. Season two, but that's going to give people time. It'll let us recharge our batteries and let to them, re-gear up. And let them catch up on content. Yeah. So. Um, one of the weeks, we're going to do a Thanksgiving episode, but it'll be... It'll come out on Thanksgiving at midnight. It will, yeah. You know, so while you're cutting your turkey up or prepping your turkey in the morning, you can listen to the episode and... Maybe we'll do a we'll do a Thanksgiving special like the we'll make like a imaginary fucking parade of balloons of what, what would be terror. Yo, to we'd be any, good. Hey, we'd be good balloons though because they they'd be round as fuck. To any of our listeners out there, um, they sell turkey in a can, and it looks fucking disgusting. But Winnie will eat it. So for the Thanksgiving episode, if anybody wants to give us turkey with a can. We will do it. Oh no, we will do it. We we'll, will do we'll, it. we'll do a turk. We'll do a Thanksgiving dinner yep, from a can version. Yeah, from a can. Now, yeah. obviously, we're gonna have to shoot that Wednesday night before. Yeah, or or earlier, maybe even like Monday or when Wednesday is gonna work out good. I'll tell you why off air. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we're just wrapping here a little bit. This is a, a little bit longer, more no path kind of day. We were a little serious. We were a little not. We talked about sports a little long, but overall, I mean, this is, this is where we started, right? Like no, people don't understand when we sat down that first day, we had no direction. No, none whatsoever. And a show kind of took form out of it. Yeah. And it's again, we have segments that I believe people look forward to. Right. And on and, a weekly basis now. Well, like crime and, crime and punishment, we hold off on that because if it's an every week thing, we get fucking vicious with yeah. crime and punishment. Oh, there's going to be something that I've I'm conjuring up. It's going to be December. It's going to be Santa's Santa Winnie's wicked Christmas list. Oh boy! And I'm going to be picking people out, and they're going to be getting some fucking presents that they truly deserve. Oh, okay. So That's the, a good one. And the theme of crime and punishment, right? It will be something along those lines. Sweet. So just things to look forward to. Or the Santa list crime and punishment. Or let's say, yeah, we could yeah turn it into that, and we both give presents. Yeah, that, give, that'd be good. Gifts that keep on giving. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely definitely stuff like there. So we definitely have some things lined up. Uh, there will be a little hiatus from December 15th, 16th area through the new year until, like, January. I think it's, like, 7th-ish. Uh, the 8th is that. Yeah, it's the 7th. The 8th is a Friday. All right, so, yes, yeah, through January 7th, we'll be... January 7th will be our first show back after that December 16th, I 16th think it or is. 17th or yeah, we're going to take them a couple weeks off there, recharge the batteries, come up with new stuff. Um, our listeners keep growing, which is great. Now, if you've seen, we have masks now. We have stickers now. Uh, maybe some bottle toppers. If this fucking country ever just opens back up, yeah, you know we can do our, our uh, dive bar series that we want to do. Gonna, I'm going to talk to our, our T-shirt girl. Who has done an outstanding... Dude, do you shave your fucking legs? No. I don't... 
<laughs> dude, ever since I started working where we work, you, and I have to I wear... Just, dude, they, they look like 90-year-old man legs, yeah. like where they had high socks ever, their whole life. Ever, They're just shiny. Well, it's because ever since working where we work... Dude, I never wore fucking pants, especially yeah, I wore yeah. shorts all the time. And all so right, we're just kind of wore them away. Jesus. I don't grow leg hair. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have a little break, and then we'll be back to you. He says, they're shiny. Jesus Christ, yeah. All right, so look for our Ed Hearn uh, interview. I'm pumped about that one. Yeah. That 86 team was the baddest Wild. fucking. Wild. Wild. That, that was like Motley Crue as a baseball team. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe even with the hepatitis. <clears throat> They did have Lenny Dystra. Yeah. Uh, take us home, buddy. It's been an hour and 15 minutes. All right. For G-Mac and Winnie, this is the Outlaw Blitz Podcast. Thanks for listening. And as always, take a deep. The Outlaw Blitz Podcast is a 24-cross media production.